is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Keith. One more week. Let's take your fantasy playoff start. We've got your back. It's time for the waiver wire for Fantasy Week 13. Adam, Dave, and Heath here on Fantasy Football Today. And, hey, listen, if you're not playing for anything this week, if you've clinched your, uh, your playoff spot, and you want some DSTs maybe for week 14, we've got that for you. And hey, if you're so good that t- this week doesn't matter and you've got to buy next week and you need some week 15 playoff DSTs, we got that for you too. But good morning to Dave and Heath. How, I, if last week was like a 10 on the waiver meter, waiverometer, what is this week? Oh, 100. No. First of all, it goes up to 10. I don't think it's 100. I don't even think it's You know it's what? 10. I treat every week like it's the best <laughs> week I've ever had because it's the most important week I've ever had. And if you start thinking, oh, this week sucks, and you do that in your head, you may just get to later tonight and, oh, yeah, I got to do waivers. It sucks anyway. I'll just look real quick, and then you miss something. Right, you're right. You don't want to embrace miss anything. it. Embrace it. I, I think it's a perfectly good waiver wire week, except the way I see it, uh, there are a ton of players who are owned in a lot of leagues that we're going to have to talk about. They, some of you out there, Austin Eckler might be available in your leagues. He's 83% owned. Uh, Josh Reynolds, 64% owned. Uh, but like Cameron Brate's about 75%. Jameis Winston, ba- uh, Baker Mayfield, they're in the 70s. So some of them are going to be available in your league. Some of them aren't. Unfortunately, I think we have to talk about all those guys. But, uh, Dave, who are your top three waiver wire priorities? I don't know if there's a, a number one guy this week, much less a top three. I think it really comes down to what you need. I think the Chiefs DST might be exactly what you need. And if they're still out there, then, uh, then you go after them. I think you mentioned it. There's a lot of players that are, that are owned in a bunch of leagues. Like what's, what's the cutoff range that we use? 65%? Yep. There's a lot of players that are owned and over that threshold. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are under that threshold, but how many people still need a quarterback? Well, and hopefully we're going to get information today that gives us a little bit more clarity, but probably not. Because if you told me for sure that Marlon Mack was out, then I think Naheem Hines would probably go towards the top of the list as the best running back to add for this week. Even even I, with the matchup at Jacksonville? Even with the matchup at Jacksonville, because he's going to catch a bunch of passes. Why haven't I'll we tell said, you the position. Why haven't we said that. Carlos Hyde's name yet, by the way? No, because that's not that exciting. Why? It's a, because TJ Yeldon's probably going to end up getting better numbers. Okay. Then maybe we should I think Hyde is touchdown or really ugly. I think he's Hyde, like LeGarrette Blunt at this point. He's a, he's better than LeGarrette Blunt, but not a lot. No. Um I think tight end is going to be real interesting to talk about for waivers because there's a lot of names. Johnny Smith had that Big catch and run for a touchdown on Monday. That was a pretty crazy play, but he's been very involved in what the Titans have been doing, and they've got a nice matchup against the Jets. Um, Chris Herndon on the Jets is someone who's going to be widely available, or at least about half the CBS Sports Leagues. He'll be good. You've got the Rams tight ends. You've got the road dog, Jesse James. If Vance McDonald is out for the Steelers, he's someone you could turn to. And then you've got the man in New Orleans. Hey Arnold! <laughs> Dan Arnold. I think when he takes off his helmet, he's got big floppy blonde hair with a little hat on. But honestly, like, they're not that exciting. They're tight ends. If, if there was one player 
who's got opportunity, production, and amazing matchup. It's Cameron Brait, but he's 75% owned. But I do think a lot of you will be able to pick up Cameron Brait. He's got the best matchup. He's facing Carolina. And he's a good fantasy asset. So, I mean, if he's there, he's he's a big priority. But we're not really going to mention him. So, Chiefs DST, I heard Naeem Hines. Uh, something interesting about Josh Reynolds, guys. You know, Cooper Cup was kind of that red zone guy for uh, J- Jared Goff. Well, he, Reynolds has played three games without Cooper Cup. In those three games, he has six red zone targets. He has three targets inside the 10-yard line. He has three red zone touchdowns and one catch of 19 yards. He was tackled at the one-yard line, so the play started at the 20. Uh, so that's Josh Reynolds. He is kind of filling that Cooper Cup void. What's his ownership percentage? 64%. Okay, so technically that's right under the threshold. Yeah, I love Josh Reynolds this week. There are a couple of quarterbacks that I am starting over some pretty big-name quarterbacks this week. So the opportunity for Lamar Jackson against that defense on that track, if they just let him run the whole game instead of one half, and then, I mean, I don't think they want to run him. We need to take Marcus Mariota for a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Against the Jets at home, absolutely. And we're forgetting maybe the most impactful receiver of all, Adam Humphreys, who has been outstanding for Tampa Bay in the last four weeks. There are a lot of guys. I think that yeah. the, the big priorities for people are probably going to be – I think it's going to be running backs. I think a lot of people are going to pick up Hines or pick up uh Yeldon. or Yeldon's like 72% owned. Carlos Hyde's about 30-something percent owned. I, don't remember I mean, a lot of these guys are not going to change very much in ownership. Like Cameron Brait, I'd be surprised if he gets to 85%. But it's time to drop like Burton and Rudolph for Brait, right? It is, but I don't think – like there's probably only seven teams now. Maybe I understand, eight. but that's who I'm talking to, I guess. So just just you know, keep it in mind if you see him. So so who are the quarterbacks, Heath, that you that are big names that you're starting? Lamar Jackson. I I got to throw Baker Mayfield in there. Jameis Winston, like the last week's and this week's streamers. Uh, who are the quarterbacks that you'd be starting them starting them over? Uh, Tom Brady. Okay. Philip Rivers. Brady against the Vikings. Rivers at Pittsburgh. Uh, Stafford, of course. Stafford, uh, this is a good matchup against, a great matchup against the Rams. But yeah, he's been bad. Alright, so you can always play the waiver wire with street, with streaming quarterbacks. And, uh, I, I guess we'll just get into it. I'm not sure that we gave one name. Alright, last thing, last thing. If Austin Eckler is available in your league, he's the first guy, right? Yes, yes. Oh yeah, yes, for yes. sure. Now, Dave, Heath and I talked about it on the Sunday recap show. Heath, I don't know if you want to amend this, Heath, but you said you expect Austin Eckler to get 50% of the carries. And I think I said 50% in my whiny voice because I disagreed. How do you, you, uh, you still feel like that? Well, let me look at exactly. I've, I've actually done the projections for this game now. All right. And so I can tell you exactly what I expect. They're at Pittsburgh. I have him at 55% of the carries. Dave? Back in week seven, he played 95% of the snaps for the Chargers against the Titans. I don't think Justin Jackson has done quite enough to push Eckler off the field, much less get uh, 50-some-odd or 40-some-odd percent of the snaps or touches. Whatever. Yeah. Carries, touches. It doesn't matter. He's going to get a lot. I think you'll see Jackson and Eckler on the field together some. Because they like to put Eckler out wide from time to time. 
How so, many how many pass attempts do you have projected for Philip Rivers this week? Thirty four. You're too low. Thirty four. You could have said forty four, and I would have said you're too low. Well, yeah, because Roethlisberger is going to have the his... offense will go right on his shoulders. He is going to throw the ball lots of times. This is a Sunday night home game for Ben Roethlisberger. He is going to throw five touchdowns. So Eckler may only get fifty five percent of the carries because he's only going to have six carries. He's going to have twelve catches. But uh, you know the thing is, you have to. Ba- I'm obviously exaggerating. Uh, you have to balance what you need this week and what you need rest of season. Um, for those of you that know, you're making the playoffs. So Eckler is definitely going to fill both of those voids. Melvin Gordon out a few weeks with an MCL sprain. And let's get right to that. Melvin Gordon uh, with the knee injury. We don't know when he'll be back. But this is not a great matchup for Eckler, although I think it's realistic that he'll catch a, a bunch of passes because he had um, – did he have 10 catches last week? He did. And he had a bunch. He had like five at t- against Tennessee when Gordon was out. So Eckler should be great in PPR. And then Cincinnati at Kansas City – are his next two games, uh, hopefully Gordon's back, but if not, Eckler's got great matchups in weeks uh, 14 and 15. Andy Dalton's out for the year. Do you have any faith in any Bengals going forward? Well, I think Joe Mixon can still be capable of totaling 100 yards from week to week. He's a – I actually am on the fence between a number one and a number two fantasy running back for this week. I think volume will definitely be in his favor. And I think John Ross has proven to be kind of a sneaky low end flex play. You might not need him now that all the buys are done and you may not want to trust him because Jeff Driscoll is the quarterback, but I think Driscoll's kind of feisty. I think he can be okay for the Bengals pass. The connection with, with Boyd was really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's him too. And, uh, Mixon's got the Broncos brutal rushing matchup there. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to. Be looking for alternatives. Right now, would you start Austin Eckler or Joe Mixon? Eckler. Uh, Eckler, PPR, Mixon, non. A lot of changes in Jacksonville. First of all, offensive guard Andrew Norwell is out a few weeks with a sprained ankle as they take on the Colts. So, I mean, their offensive line is just so depleted. They fired their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. They bench Blake Bortles for Cody Kessler. And Scott Milanovic will call plays for the Jaguars. What's your reaction to that, guys? Uh, Could it be worse? <laughs> it could be a. It could. Well, the Norwell injury certainly makes it worse. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll rush for 1.9 yards per carry instead of 2.4 now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like it's hard to be less efficient than they've been. They've just rammed it into the line over and over and over until somebody falls in the end zone. So, your thoughts on the Jaguars running backs? In case people see Hyde and or Yeldon. They're both flexes this week. Hyde is better in non-PPR. Yeldon is better in PPR, but neither of them crack the top 24 in either format. I'll take Yeldon in both formats, and I think Yeldon barely makes the cut in full PPR. The the Jaguars are going to be trailing. Cody Kessler is the quarterback. He's going to dink and dunk. That's going to be good for Yeldon. I'm gonna say I'm gonna make an atomizer type prediction oh, that I don't really game. believe in, but then when I'm right, I'm going to act like that, I was really I really that. smart. That's my thing. That's exactly your thing. <laughs> um, I think Jacksonville's gonna win this game. Oh no, no! Wow, what? that's the worst. How call. the defense is like defense How? is gonna be fired up that Blake Bortles is not their quarterback anymore. <laughs> it's a home game. The Colts are flying high. The NFL is stupid. <laughs> Sounds exactly like something would happen. I, I, I don't actually believe it, but 
when it's when it happens. Okay, I'm so we can I, just, I respect we that. We can just say things that we don't believe anymore. As long as well, you been doing say it. it. Oh, call it an Adam Azer prediction. What would you say? I think the Raiders make the playoffs. The Raiders make the playoffs. impossible. I think Next. the tight. I think the Titans make the playoffs at nine and seven, if that gets you in. Their schedule is so beautiful going forward. Uh, we'll see if, if I'm right about that. I'm gonna beat my chest. Nick Mullins is gonna start this week. Eli Manning's still the starter for the Giants. Uh, who is starting for Baltimore? At what position? Quarterback. Lamar Jackson. We're, we're supposed to get word today on whether um, Joe Flacco's hip is okay for him to start practicing. They've not actually committed to Lamar, J- Lamar Jackson, but I fully expect it to be Lamar Jackson. How could they not? Well, How there could was, they not after what they've seen from him the last two games? Because he still doesn't throw the ball that well. Uh, yeah, but he he makes them exciting. So what? They're fighting for the playoffs here. This is not about I, fantasy football. They've won two in a row. Uh, I would say that he's made a couple of throws that I think Joe Flacco misses regularly. And he's missed a bunch of throws that Joe Flacco makes regularly. Right. There's good and like, bad. He's, but it's not that he can't throw the ball. He's just not been consistent. But he he has the like, they, he had a, a long completion, I think, to John Brown that was called back by a hold that was just a beautiful throw. The throw to Andrews was show, showed good touch. Yeah, I, I just said, like, we're hoping it's Lamar Jackson, but and hopefully everybody will know by the time, you know, they're doing their waivers. But he's had two home games against two of the worst teams in football, Cincinnati and Oakland, and I'm going to call Cincinnati that at this point. And uh, now he goes to Atlanta and to Kansas City in his next two games. So you could you could see where they might want to go with the veteran. But their offense is better with Lamar Jackson. And every number will tell them that. I I think they'll probably stick with him, yeah. All right, hey, listen, this is big. Jack Doyle's on IR with a kidney injury. Eric Ebron has played five games without Jack Doyle. He's had seven or more targets in each game. However, uh, he played three games without Jack Doyle and with T.Y. Hilton, and he had 31 to 40 yards in all three of those games. But You know, he played four seasons without Jack Doyle and totaled 11 touchdowns. He's already had 11 touchdowns wow. now. I, I How do you get away from using Eric Ebron, no. especially if you don't have one of the other stud tight ends? He, he's top roster. five for me this week. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, There's no more sitting Eric Ebron. Now that, no, that none whatsoever. Uh, the Jacksonville stinks against covering tight ends. It's, it is a beautiful scenario for Eric Ebron James. <laughs> Xavier Rhodes has a mild hamstring injury, so hopefully he is back for this game at New England. Uh, Rex Burkhead is off IR. It's a lot of news yeah. today. A lot of news. Yuck. Yeah. What do you think about Rex Burkhead coming back? He's so yuck. I think he will help the ja- the Jaguars, the Patriots special teams. There, there's room for him to get touches. Cordero Patterson had five carries and two targets in their most recent game. So I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that work. The one thing I would still be a little worried about is they get to the one-yard line, and here comes Rex Burkett. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's what that Time will tell. <laughs> uh, Traquan Smith was limited in practice. They have a Thursday game, so it looks like he's trending in the right direction to be at Dallas. Marvin Jones is on IR with a knee injury. And, you know, that's great for Kenny Galladay. His last three games, he's been a beast. 78 or more yards, a touchdown in two games of, out of three. He does have his fantasy playoffs, Kenny Galladay, at Arizona, at Buffalo, and home against Minnesota. Does that concern you? Hmm. A little. But he is a top ten wide receiver for me this week. <clears throat> wow. 
Akib Khalib Talib could be off IR this week. That might affect how you rank Kenny Galladay. I don't know. They're at Detroit. Uh, Evan Ingram optimistic about playing this week, and the Packers could be without left guard, uh, left tackle David Bakhtiari, who Chris Collinsworth called the best pass blocking left tackle in football. And uh, left guard Lane Taylor also left Sunday night's game with an injury. They should be able to beat Arizona, but um, that could be uh, that could be yeah, that'll hurt him. Yeah, it's gonna hurt Rodgers. All right, do you expect the following Jones. players? Aaron Jones, maybe. Yep. Uh, do you expect the following? Mitchell Trubisky at the Giants. Not as of now. Carry on Johnson against the Rams. Nope. Same. Not as of now. Marlon Mack at the Jags. Same. Not as of now. Kenyon Drake against the Bills. Yes, we are expecting Drake to play. Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson at Philadelphia on Monday. AP should be good to go. Chris Thompson was practicing. I think we're taking a wait-and-see approach on Chris Thompson. A.J. Green against Denver. No, not as of now. Deshaun Jackson against Carolina. No. Deshaun might be done for the year. Uh, Devin Funches at Tampa Bay. Like, he's droppable, uh, Deshaun is. Devin Funches is kind of droppable, too. Whether Let's he see plays if he or practices not. this week. Danny Amendola against Buffalo. No. Not expecting him yet. Sammy Watkins at Oakland. Gonna no. wait and see if he practices. Yeah. Chris Conley might be someone you look at this week. Oakland allows, uh, like the eighth fewest yards to wide receivers, but the fourth most touchdowns. They don't get thrown on all that much. Uh, Marquise Goodwin at Seattle. No. And, and Pierre Garcon as well. No. No on Goodwin? I mean, it was a personal issue. I, I, that one's a tough one to gauge. I don't know that it matters. Randall Cobb against Arizona. Nope. Like, have, have you figured out the uh, the uh, pattern here? You just say no. On Tuesday, if they didn't play last week, we are not expecting them, unless we hear news that suggests that they will play. Jamison Crowder. I don't know. Nope. No. Vance and a lot of these guys you're naming are players that no one even wants to start. Uh, yeah, but they might affect other players on the team. Uh, uh, a lot of these guys are players that we're gonna end up cutting for guys that we'll talk about on today's podcast. Vance McDonald. Do you expect Vance McDonald? Mm -mm. Not yet, but I wouldn't cut him. Do you expect Jeff High? Oh, God, no. No, couldn't hit Hireman has been ruled out for the year. (laughs) Oh, he's out for the year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, Ribs, lung. Good news. Broken ribs, bruised lung, and I have bruised eardrums thanks to you. I didn't see that. But the good news is that nobody has to hear me sing. The Jeff Hireman song. Anyway. Lacoste. Get well soon. Probably come up with the Lacoste song. Lacoste. Uh, Lacoste. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> sneak peek at the waiver because wire. Because there are very few things he does. <laughs> um, sneak peek, everybody. Who are we looking at at quarterback? For waivers, Marcus Mariota, Lamar Jackson, Case Keenum. Bengals. Dreamboat matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Marcus Mariota, Lamar Jackson. You're not really going for Case Keenum, are you? I love the matchup for him. Yeah, but where's he ranked? Denver all of a sudden is a playoff contender. Where, where's he ranked for you? He's outside of my top 18. Okay. I, I've got him 26th. That's too low, that, man. That might be a you little low. Move him up. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I've got Case Keenum 17th. Alright. Yeah, so Mariota's got the Jets who have struggled with with good quarterbacks. Brock Osweiler is the only quarterback in the Jets' last eight games that didn't score at least 21 points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Were you going to say something, Heath? I'm trying to figure, like, I, I want to do a deeper dive into this case, Keenum, but this, this is the sneak peek. We're, we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay, yeah. 
So Mariota, Lamar Jackson, Case Keenum, and there will be some Baker Mayfield, some Jameis Winston available for you as well. Do you like Baker and Winston this week? Winston is top 10. Mayfield is uh, outside my top 15. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Lamar and Mariota ahead of Mayfield, so that tells you how to prioritize them. I don't think Houston's very good against the pass. They actually allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, but we'll go more into that later. Sneak peek at running back. Well, first things first, Doug Martin is one percentage point too oh, yeah. high, and I think it's because of those silly people that allow waivers at any time, because I'm pretty sure he was 64% owned on Sunday, but he is 66% owned. Silly people. And I I think there's a pretty good chance Doug Martin's a top 24 running back this week. Oive, because the matchup says so. I'm just not sure he's going to get enough work to come through on that proclamation. I think he has to score. He's going to get 10 to 12 carries and two to three catches. This game is already 14 nothing Chiefs, and it's Tuesday. (laughs) Like most Raiders games. Yeah, so I don't know how much playing time he'll end up getting. I do like that he has been catching more passes lately. I think he has seven grabs in his last three games. Does that sound right to you, Heath? Yes, Dave. Good. So I I think he's fine as a... uh, Oh crap, I lost Leonard Fournette and I don't want to trust TJ Yeldon. I, I prefer him to Hyde and Yeldon. I prefer him to Hines and Wilkins. Alright, so who fair. are some other names? Very fair. Doug Martin and Hines, Yeldon, Hyde. Although I'll take Yeldon and PPR over him. Uh, obviously if Gus Edwards or Josh Adams is available, you're gonna look at them. Uh, what else we got? Theo Riddick, um, in PPR. He plays football. How about LeGarrette Blunt? How interested are you in him against the Rams? I like him better than the Colts in non-PPR. Okay. So, Blunt coming off a 19-carry, 88-yard, two-touchdown game gets a team that averages, that allows 4.9 yards per carry to running backs. But not a lot, but, you know, you don't see guys getting a lot of work against them. It's the, uh, it's the unmoving object against the lack of resistance. <laughs> yeah. The Rams have allowed a receiving <laughs> touchdown to a running back in three straight games, though. And I just want to throw Jalen Richard out there, too, because the Chiefs are terrible against pass-catching running backs. But Richard only five catches over his last two games. Ten PPR points, hopefully. Uh, wide receivers, guys. Sneak peek there. I, uh, I, if you can still find DJ Moore, of course, go get him. Josh Reynolds will be a priority for me. Adam Humphreys, who's available in three quarters of CBS Sports Leagues. Is, is available. I think that's about it. You can go with Bruce Ellington in PPR. He's basically the poor man's Golden Tate circa Lions Golden Tate, not the Eagles Golden Tate. There are a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys. I kind of like, like Christian I, Kirk. In PPR, I like Bruce Ellington. In non-PPR, I like David Moore. I like Christian Kirk more than both of them in both formats. I think as long as Chase Daniels, the quarterback, Taylor Gabriel is going to be the best Bears wide receiver. Mike Williams, if Tyrell decides to sit out, Dante Pettis was playing the slot. If Goodwin and Garcon are both out, he's going to be pretty good. Like there's, there's a lot of guys. Anthony Miller's still out there too as someone to stash. I don't know if I'm ready to start him, yeah. but I, once Trubisky comes back, I'll be more excited about Anthony Miller. Bruce Ellington for the Lions. He's 1% only. He has two straight games with six catches. Facing the Rams, they allow the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, the most touchdowns to wide receivers. 
And he's had seven to nine targets in each of the last two games without Golden Tate. So I looked at every receiver that had seven to nine targets against the Rams. There were five of them. And three of those wide receivers had 18 or more fantasy points in PPR. Wow. Yeah. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll do that. I don't either. I think he's going to top the Jalen Richard Theo Riddick mark of 10 I, the, PPR the, fantasy the points. The interesting thing with Ellington, and it kind of is also a peek behind the curtains in my projections, he's averaging like five yards per catch or something. Yeah. yeah. All of his targets and are. Pretty I much- just assume, especially when it's a two game sample, that eventually, if you catch that many passes, you're going to break one tackle and have a 20 yard gain, and that yards per catch is going to come up. So I'm not going to project him for five yards per catch. So I'm going to project him higher than how he's performed. I I will probably change my tune a little bit uh, on a keep to leap status. And I don't think the Rams need him this week. <laughs> but they won't put a Tlaib inside. Back. And Ellington's playing this. I know, but they can they they bump everybody down a peg on the depth chart, and I think it just makes their whole defense better. I think they're more aggressive when Tlaib plays. They need him for week 14, not 13. All right, they guys, let's move on. Let's talk tight ends. Uh, Dave, you ran through the list earlier, but the tight ends you'd be looking at other than Cameron Brait would be who? Well, John U. Smith is going to get a lot of attention after his catch-and-run touchdown. He's been a big part of this. Not, uh, I don't know about big. He's been a decent-sized part of this Tennessee passing game since the bye week. They've schemed for him at the goal line. They've found him for more targets, including Blaine Gabbert doing it last week. And he's available on over 90% of CBS Sports Leagues. I think he's probably going to be the most popular tight end. Well, Jamie's got Gerald Everett, number one. My first choice. Which I don't understand. My first choice is Chris Herndon. He had eight targets. I I like Herndon a little bit better than Jonu Smith, too. Now, Herndon's matchup, Tennessee allows the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. They have not allowed a touchdown to a tight end. However, they have really not faced many good ones. They faced Zach Ertz, who had over 100 yards. And they faced Eric Ebron a couple weeks ago, and he didn't have a catch. So it's really hard to gauge Tennessee and how good they actually are. Um, but, you know, with, with Everett, with John U. Smith, with Chris Herndon, with maybe Tyler Higby, Jesse James, um, are you starting any of them over guys you've been starting all year? I would start Herndon, Jesse James, Herndon and Jesse James over Trey Burton and Kyle Rudolph. And, and Jimmy Graham. Uh, I'm trying to bring. What's that? And Jimmy Graham. Oh yeah, yeah. Jimmy I can't Graham. trust Jimmy Graham. <laughs> yeah, and right. I can't trust Trey Burton. I actually don't like the matchup for Burton against the Giants, and uh, you can't like his target share either. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I think Kyle Rudolph could end up playing a decent role for Minnesota against New England. Uh, yeah, Rudolph is 80% owned, and and the Patriots allow the third most fantasy points to tight end. They've been really terrible against tight ends. Sure. So I would put him. Uh, I would put Rudolph ahead of Herndon and Janu Smith and Jesse James. But those are the same three. Gerald Everett's up there too, just because he seems to be a little bit more of a touchdown candidate than Tyler Higby. All right, guys. Uh, we're gonna get to DSTs in a second. I gotta tell you about Honey, which has 10 million members, more than 10 million members. And they have saved, Honey has saved its 10 million members an average of $28.61. Honey is awesome. What is it? Well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to this website, joinhoney.com slash FFT. That's two words, joinhoney.com slash FFT. And what you do is you just download it. It's free. 
and you do your online shopping and you save some money. There is an easy way to always get the lowest price and it's called Huddy. It's a free shopping tool that automatically saves you money by searching the internet for the best promo codes whenever you shop online so you get the best deals without even trying on your favorite sites like Amazon and eBay and J. Crew and Walmart and all these other things. I use it on uh, Chewy.com and I save uh, when I buy my cat food and stuff like that. For my cat, not for me. Uh, so this is a great time to use Honey. You're going to be doing a lot of online shopping, and you're going to be getting a lot of gifts. And this is just perfect. You would not believe how easy it is. You basically go to checkout, and then Honey says, hold on a second. We're going to try all these promo codes, and here's one that's going to save you the most money. So go to joinhoney.com slash FFT. Joinhoney.com slash FFT. Add it to your browser. It's free. This is Honey. The easiest way to save money while shopping online. Joinhoney.com slash FFT. DSTs we're looking at this week. Uh, for me, it's the Broncos. and They're a number top two defense for me. I mean, I'll take the Chiefs ahead of them, but they're they're up there. They're going to be really good. Jamie's got the Seahawks number one against the Niners. That's a good one, too. What's their ownership percentage? About 50%. But honestly, like they haven't really been that good. The Chiefs. The Chiefs are like sack machines. I think they have like 17 sacks in their last four games. Um, I love the Chiefs. And the Broncos, not just this week, but the Broncos have a great schedule coming up. Denver has at Cincinnati, at San Francisco, Cleveland, at Oakland. That's their next four games through week 16. I also like the Colts defense against Cody Kessler and a Leonard Fournette-less Jaguars offense. Uh, how did they do last week? Cause they, they really suck on defense. Yeah, they did, but they're, this they're is, terrible. This is still another good opportunity. They suck against them. almost every good matchup. I mean, they, they scored four fantasy points against the Jaguars two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Well, if you can't get your hands on <laughs> Chiefs, Broncos, Seahawks, you go yeah. with them. Uh, the Eagles have the Redskins. The, how about the Saints, guys? Like, the Saints are on fire. Dallas has allowed 38 sacks this year. That stat blew my mind. Uh, the Saints are 38% owned at Dallas, at Tampa Bay, at Carolina in their next three games. Do you buy it with them? I'm just not sure if that defense travels. Right. Right. It's worth That's my only concern. And asking. Dallas's offense is playing a lot better. I kind of like Dak this week. Uh, the Packers get the Cardinals at home. Now you're going to say, well, the Packers have a bad defense. They've had like three or four really good home matchups, and they've been pretty good. They were great against the Bills. They were okay against the Niners. They were great against the Dolphins, and the Cardinals give up the most fantasy points to DSTs. So we're looking at the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Packers, maybe the Saints, maybe the Eagles. There are some good streaming DSTs. And kickers, anyone interested in a kicker? Uh, Not really. Matt Prater. Uh, Dave, we'll do uh, IDP later. Uh, yeah, sure. All right, let me take a look at weeks 14 and 15 real quick for DSTs. So, first of all, if you own the Bears DST, you probably should be looking to to stash a DST at some point this week for week 14, and there are plenty. But the the Bears get the Rams at home. Uh, I think that's a Monday night or a Sunday night. And the Vikings, if you have them, they're at Seattle. Those are the two primetime games. I don't know that you're going to trust the Bears. Well, and you Vikings. don't want the Vikings this week either. Yeah, at New England, so. You might want to drop them. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee is the one DST that I think might be available. It might get dropped after last night's performance that you can ride out for the rest of the season. Just get their matchups real quick. They're at the Jets. Then they're home against the Jaguars. 
then at the Giants, then home against the Redskins. Okay, sorry, they're home against the Jets, home against the Jaguars, at the Giants, home against the Redskins. Titans are 71% owned. Great DST schedule. Week 14 also has the Patriots at the Dolphins, the Saints at the at the Bucks. These two games are interesting. Giants at Redskins, Jets at Bills. You might be able to get one of those DSTs. Broncos at the Niners, Steelers at Oakland, Detroit at Arizona. And the big takeaway here is that there are so many. I don't think you really need to stash one. What? There's so many DSTs that you can pick up that I don't think you have to stash one now. I agree with you 100%. Then why did you say what like that? Because I thought that you were the stash DST guy. The listeners are the stash DST people. This year, I don't I don't think you have to do it. I, I agree. I really don't totally. think you do. I'm, I'm with you. But I do like Tennessee if you're going to stash one for the rest of the way. Um, and uh, week 15, if you have a bye next week, again, Titans. And the Bears get Green Bay. So, yeah, listen, if you have the Vikings and the Bears – the, the Vikings' next two games are dreadful. The Bears' weeks 14 and 15 are the Rams and the Packers. Could be tough. I'm not, I wouldn't worry about the Packers. Alright, we'll see. The Rams, obviously. Tennessee's at the Giants. Minnesota's got the Dolphins. Oakland at Cincinnati. Uh, Redskins at the Jaguars. The Redskins are another DST with good matchups coming up. Falcons get the, the Cardinals. Detroit's at Buffalo. And Seattle's at San Francisco. So I think the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Titans, and the Redskins are four teams that jump out to me as having multiple good matchups beginning this week and going forward. All right, Minnesota 24, Green Bay 17. Our sneak peek at the waiver wire was a pretty in-depth peek at the waiver wire, but that's okay. No problem there. So uh, we'll still get to other names. Um, All right, Aaron Rodgers, 13 fantasy points. He's the number 12 quarterback in fantasy. What the hell? How, how much do you trust him going forward? It's hard to love him like you should because he's not giving you great numbers. His receiving core is starting to kind of fall apart, and now his offensive line is starting to fall apart. I think this is a pretty good week to go to your waiver wire and find another quarterback to carry just in case things continue to go wrong for Rodgers or if you just don't want to trust him. I'm planning on starting in the next two weeks against Arizona and against Atlanta. Because they're both at home. Yeah. Um, I don't feel the same about him as I have in the past, but he, he should be good in those two games. If you could get Jameis Winston, would you, A, would you pick him up, and B, would you start him over Rodgers? I don't think I'd start him over Rodgers this week, but it's Tuesday, and I reserve the right to change that opinion. Drop or stash Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Look, I, I, I'm stunned at the lack of targets and involvement. I don't know what's gone on there. So I think you got to kind of say goodbye. Hate to say it. He was really good for a while, and then just someone will let me know what happened about this scantling. But it seems like Equinemius St. Brown has taken over as the yeah, he got preferred hurt. target. He left and then he got hurt, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So yeah. now Jamon Moore might have to step in. It's a mess, man. It I, is. I think outside of Devonta Adams, there's not a pass catcher in Green Bay that I really want to have on my team. Yeah, you you drop Jimmy Graham at this point. Yeah, he's 85 percent owned. Yeah, not only because of all the other tight ends that have kind of perked up. His tight ends so deep. I mean, but they haven't really perked up. Like John Smith had two targets last night. He had a 15, well, uh, 62 but yard touchdown catch last night. 
And I, I yeah, he's I, forty yards a game. He's. I, I think he's going to see decent involvement week to week. I think he has thirteen targets in his last four games. That's more than he had before then, and this is a Titans team without a number two receiver. He's it. Uh, he has sorry, he has seven targets in his last three games. But he actually had eight targets the game before that. Johnny seven Smith. targets in his last three games. I believe so. That is one more than Jimmy Graham. Ah, I got the I got the games mixed up. So in his last four games, these are Johnny Smith's targets: two, three, eight, two. Okay, you can do it that which you will. Two, three, eight, two. Yeah, for Smith. Jimmy Graham's are six, one, one, four. Alrighty, uh, back to this Minnesota Green Bay game. I, is Kirk Cousins the most difficult quarterback to rank? Like sometimes, like on Sunday, he looks like he's going to the Hall of Fame, and other times it looks like he's going to the bench. <laughs> and he had a great game, thirty-two fantasy points. I think as long as you understand that Minnesota is a passing team, then you'll feel a little bit better about starting Kirk Cousins. I, I, I'm still amazed by how he does, um, with behind that offensive line, cause it's not a very good offensive line. But he hasn't been that good. He's the number 10 quarterback in fantasy this, this year. Well, I think that's pretty good. I just don't think it's There are great. 18 good quarterbacks. He's inconsistent though. You he's know been he's than inconsistent. Aaron he has, he has, uh, three games of more than 24 fantasy points. Has but, he outscored Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both? Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, he's definitely scored, outscored Rodgers. And I believe he's outscored Brady. But I'm just saying, like, Cousins is not – he was started in 66% of leagues for a reason. He's not a consistent quarterback. I'm yeah, just, it must be I, frustrating. I've got him ranked 11th this week. Okay. Uh, more importantly, Dalvin Cook, your thoughts on him. He had 10 carries. Latavius Murray had 11. Neither of them did very well. But Cook has been a factor in the passing game. Three of six games, he's had 47 or more yards. He caught a touchdown. Um but I don't know, not the most encouraging game. I Yeah, I have mixed feelings, I would say. Because not only did Latavius Murray get more carries, which was awful, but Latavius Murray was once again better on those carries than Delvin Cook was. And has been for most of the year. But he did catch the touchdown. He does have 10 targets in his last three games. So I think you're probably still starting him, but not with great confidence. I think if the Vikings were keeping it real, they'd make Murray their running downs back and Cook their passing downs back. Because Murray's done a better job running the football than Cook has. And Cook has done a better job catching the ball out of the backfield and making plays. That was evident before he got hurt in the beginning of the year. Would you start any of the streaming running backs over Dalvin Cook? I don't believe this week's streaming running backs or last week's streaming this running week's. Backs. I don't think I'm doing that. I think I'd rather start in non PPR Doug Martin than Dalvin Cook. I'm not there. Are you starting what? Gus Edwards and Josh Adams yes. over Cook? Oh, one. Yes. All right. Houston 34, Tennessee 17. Lamar Miller is the only player in NFL history with two rushing touchdowns of 95 or more yards. How about that? He was the most recent person to have yeah. one as well. No one's done it since the last time he did it. Yeah, amazing. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you about this game in just a second, but I do have to tell you about Indochino. You know, you are buying holiday gifts, so you're, you've got a great, great opportunity to get an Indochino suit, and actually they still have their Black Friday sale going on. Their Black Friday pricing is giving you 70% off the regular price for a made-to-measure suit. I believe this offer ends pretty soon, so I would get on this. Go to Indochino.com. Just select your suit. You know, customize every detail, the color, the patterns, 
the lining and the jacket, the buttons, whatever you want uh, with that suit. It's yours. And submit your measurements, get your suit. 70% off when you enter FFT at checkout. Free shipping. An incredible deal for a made-to-measure suit. Indochino.com, the promo code is FFT for up to 70% off. This is North America's leading made-to-measure company, and I have an Indochino suit, and I strongly, strongly recommend it. I get compliments every single time I wear it. Very stylish stuff. This is uh, this is not like an old man's suit, okay? You're getting modern, very stylish, very awesome clothes, highest quality, and lowest price. So get on Indochino.com, pick your suit, Get that Black Friday sale. FFT at checkout up to 70% off on Indochino.com. All right. Uh, do you like Lamar Miller or Dalvin Cook rest of season? I think it's got to be Miller. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, and, and listen, there, he was awesome. That was a great long run. But again, for some reason, Alfred Blue got more carries than he did. He's been, he's had a lot of nice looking runs. Even beyond the 97-yard touchdown run, Lamar Miller's had a lot of nice-looking runs. And I think Houston would still prefer to run the ball a lot. I hate that he's splitting carries, but he's been more effective than Dalvin Cook has. Well, let's also talk about another quarterback that I think is probably frustrating to rank, Deshaun Watson. He was started in 71% of leagues. He had a huge game, 70 rushing yards, 210 passing yards, three touchdowns. 33 fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues. And still, right around that 25 pass mark, that's basically what he does every game. And, uh, you know, it's not good for him. It's honestly not that good for DeAndre Hopkins. It's Marius Thomas at two freaking touchdowns. Yeah, I'm a little bit, a little bit concerned about DeAndre Hopkins. Not in that I would bench him, but it's now like five of his last six games where he's below 80 yards. It's four of his last six games. He had 82 yards in one of them. So it's 82 or fewer in five of his last six. And six, seven, or eight targets in five of his last six. Yeah. And he was a, he's a double digit target guy. Yeah. It's a lot of targets for the amount of throws that Watson throws, but he just he doesn't pass the ball. Uh, but what did you think about Demarius Thomas? And, um, he's 90% owned. He was 25% started. D- does this do anything for you in terms of starting him going forward? No, I feel like you're chasing points if you do that. The Texans apparently said during the week that they wanted to get Demarius Thomas more involved in the offense, and uh, and they did. His first touchdown was on Adoree Jackson. I thought that that was a good-looking score. The second one was on LaShawn Sims, who replaced Malcolm Butler. Uh, anybody could have scored that touchdown. I don't know if he's going to continue to get as many end zone opportunities as we saw in this game, particularly since he barely got any in the two games prior. I think he's this week he's right in that Josh Reynolds, Taylor Gabriel, Alshon Jeffrey range. They have Cleveland this week and uh Kiki Cuthy got hurt in this game. 59%. Yeah, but over. it looked like Thomas was ahead of him before that happened. Okay. On the waiver wire, let's go through it now. First the quarterbacks. Two of them that are owned in more than 65% of leagues. Tell me if they are must starts going forward. Baker Mayfield at Houston, Jameis Winston against Carolina, and, and really rest of season for these guys. Winston is closer to must start than Baker. Okay, so Mayfield at Houston, like I said, they allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've had such an easy schedule, and the quarterbacks that have that, that are you know even somewhat good. Brady had twenty seven points. Eli had twenty three. Luck had forty three. Prescott had thirteen. Mariota just had twenty six. 
the good quarterbacks have done well against Houston, and Baker Mayfield is on fire right now. Uh, but not he's not throwing for a lot of yards. Last five games, 233.2 passing yards, but he's getting the touchdowns, seven touchdowns in his last two games. Just keep in mind with the Browns, they've had two of the easiest matchups in their last two weeks, Atlanta and Cincinnati. Yeah, and I like I've got Baker Mayfield 19th this week, and I don't like that. I would like to rank him higher. There are just there are 19 good quarterbacks. Okay, yeah, no more buys. So it is what it is. Priority list then uh, of guys less than 65% owned. For Jamie, it's Lamar Jackson one, Mariota two, and then Keenum, and then Josh Allen, Chase Daniel. You know, nobody's interested in them really. Um, but who who would you guys rank ahead, Lamar Jackson or Marcus Mariota? It depends on the format. In four-point-per-pass touchdown leagues, I think Lamar Jackson's a top-eight quarterback this week. In six-point-per-pass touchdown leagues, I slightly prefer Mariota. I I don't have a lean yet on Mariota, even after watching the game last night, so I'll say Jackson for now. Okay, and then if you were in a two-quarterback league and you saw Josh Allen and Chase Daniel and Jeff Driscoll available, who would you go with? Do I have to? Um, <laughs> I would probably go with Derek Carr. Ooh. Well, he's, you know, not available. Oh. So Josh Allen, Dr- Jeff Driscoll, and who? Chase Daniel. For rest of season, I'll go with Josh Allen. <laughs> Such an uncomfortable segment. Let's move on to running backs. Uh, alright, Austin Eckler, 83% owned. Gus Edwards, 82% owned. Josh Adams, 79% owned. All right, let's just say all three of them are sitting there staring at you on the waiver wire. Eckler, Edwards, and Adams. Who are you taking? In that order. Eckler first because I think he'll be the best of the bunch, especially in PPR, followed by Edwards, who's got a nice schedule, and uh, then Josh Adams after that. In non-PPR for this week, if you're just, I got to get in the playoffs, I would go Edwards, Eckler, Adams. In PPR, I would go Eckler, Adams, Edwards. Uh, all right. Are you, okay. Yeah, and you know, Adams, I, at the, originally I thought not a very good matchup, but Redskins haven't been so good against running backs lately. Yeah, their defense is falling off a little bit, and I think Philadelphia has uncovered a diamond in the rough. Maybe. The 22 carries that he had, did you talk about this on Sunday, Adam? Uh, I don't think so. Go ahead. He had 22 carries on Sunday. It's tied for the most by a running back in any game Doug Peterson has coached with the Eagles. He's tied with Ryan Matthews. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was the Giants, you know? Like the the Eagles were toast until they started to run the football. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a few more names that are owned in more than 65% of leagues and I want you to tell me how interested you are in Frank Gore against Buffalo. Not very interested. Peyton Barber against Carolina, which has allowed a rushing touchdown in three straight games. I'm interested in Barber. I like the carries that he's been getting lately. Um, this is Dirk Cutter's work coming to life. He wanted to get his run game going a little bit to save his defense. And it's a plan that looked really good against San Francisco. It's probably gonna, not going to work out to the same extent against Carolina. But I think Barber can... I think he's got a better than 50-50 chance to score again this week. I don't like Barber very much this week because I think Carolina is going to just score a ton of points. Uh, Doug Martin we like. Jalen Richard in PPR I assume is is okay. He's okay. Uh, you like Yeldon or Doug Martin better? 
Um, Yeldon and PPR. I think I got Martin higher in both. I definitely have Martin higher in non PPR. Yeah, I've got Martin higher in both. I think I think they're both very low ceiling plays in non PPR. Royce Freeman, seventy three percent owned at Cincinnati. I like. I I think he's a touchdown or bust running back. Might get you seven or eight fantasy points. I prefer everyone we've talked about literally. All right, then the other priorities: Justin Jackson, uh, Legarrette Blunt, Naeem Hines, Theo Riddick, Carlos Hyde, Jordan Wilkins. What, what do you think well, about them? I, I want Jackson just because we'll see how effective Eckler is. We're, we're I'm expecting Austin Eckler to be used quite a bit by the Chargers, but as far as speculating which a lot of teams that are already have their playoff position locked up, they can afford to do this. Jackson is worth speculating on. He can be that guy. Jackson is the guy if I'm locked into the playoffs and I just want to see what he does. If I need somebody for this week, it's Blunt in non-PPR, and I think it's probably Riddick in PPR. Right, so Jackson isn't a great replacement for Melvin Gordon. Like, let's say you lost Melvin Gordon, you don't have Austin Eckler, you can't get Austin Eckler, I would go with one of the other running backs that we talked about over Jackson. Here's the problem with Blunt. You know, he needs a lot of work. Only three running backs have had 15 or more carries against the Rams. And it makes sense. I mean, they they get ahead. They're in shootouts. All three of those running backs did well, but I don't know that Blunt's going to get there. Now, Riddick, the Rams have allowed a receiving touchdown to a running back in three straight games. I don't know if that means anything, but it's kind of interesting. And they're actually, they're, I think they've been pretty good against pass catching running backs, but three straight games allowing a receiving touchdown to a running back. That may have been Kamara and Kareem Hunt being two of them. So keep that in yeah. mind. Uh, I think Naeem Hines, if, if, uh, if Mac is out, I, I feel like he's going to catch four-ish, four or more passes. Sure. He could do that and he might get around 10 carries on top of it. Right. Uh, all right, so We've seen that it's it's interesting. I mean, there there are some good options because of injuries. Uh, Rex Burkhead, Malcolm Brown, yeah, Gurley's going to play, but always a good time to get your handcuff. Get your handcuff, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know if we've talked about him enough, but one of the one of the top handcuffs should be Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware, Malcolm Certainly. Brown, Austin Eckler, <laughs> Rod Smith. Uh, oops. Rod Smith. Sure. Giovanni Bernard. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, wide receivers now. DJ Moore is 76% owned, and yeah, at Tampa Bay this week, yeah, get DJ Moore. No brainer. Other guys who are less than 65% owned now. We got Josh Reynolds, Adam Humphreys, Jamie likes Chris Conley, uh, in a matchup against it's Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. Well, it's Oakland, and it's, I, I'm a little bit, uh, concerned that we don't see Sammy Watkins again until the playoffs. Really? He's had the bye week, and the only thing Andy Reid said is he's been in the facility, and I know his foot's still sore. Oof. Okay. So he may, I mean, they may push, force him back like they did against the Rams too, but I, I think, why would you do that if you're the Chiefs? You're playing the Raiders. Alright, so is Reynolds your favorite out of Reynolds, Humphreys, Conley, David Moore, Ellington, Christian Kirk? I think I like Humphreys better rest of season than Reynolds. You're buying into Humphreys? Well, how can you not? He's got four touchdowns in his last four games. Some of those games, he's got a lot of targets. Deshaun Jackson might be done for the year. Such a nothing career. I think with O.J. Howard being 
out for the year with Deshaun Jackson likely being out with a good matchup against a Carolina team that's been awful against slot wide receivers and with his targets when Jameis Winston's been quarterback. Like the four touchdowns thing I get pretty irritated by, but he could, I think he's going to be a top 30 wide receiver. All right. Okay, cool. So would you, Heath, would you go Reynolds or Humphreys? I prefer Humphreys. It's close in non PPR. And then I also, I like, I like Christian Kirk a lot this week. All right, let's do Adometer, zero to ten. Chris Conley. He's a one week guy. I don't know what situation you'd be in where you would zero to ten. Chris Conley to zero start. to ten. Four. David Moore. Two. Three. Bruce Ellington. PPR four. Five and PPR one and none. Christian Kirk. Six. Five. Curtis Samuel. Three. He plays Tampa Bay for this week. Six. Taylor Gabriel. Six PPR. Three and a half non-PPR. Five. Mike Williams. This week, six. Really? Other, otherwise, four and a half. I mean, you four. put him as a six. Mike Williams is a guy that could really burn you. Yes, but Chargers should pass a ton. He is an end zone target. He'll be in single coverage. Okay. You're hoping he can get you to eight or nine fantasy points. Dante Pettis. Four. I'll, I'll give him a five on the speculation scale. John Ross. Four. What? Seven. Four. What? With Jeff Driscoll against Denver? Even Jeff Driscoll against Denver. All right. Uh, anyone here? Anthony Miller, Josh Doxson, Quincy Anunua, Antonio Callaway, Tway, Trey Quinn, Robert Foster, all those undrafted guys on the Saints. Trey Quinn is in the same boat as Bruce Ellington. Slot right. guy, going to get a lot of targets. All right, then. Tight ends. Cameron Brate, I can't say it enough. And then other guys, less than 65% owned. Gerald Everett, John U. Smith. This is Jamie's order. Gerald Everett at Detroit. They um, are usually pretty good against tight ends. Last four games, Detroit has held Rudolph, Burton twice, and Olsen to 40 or fewer yards. Olsen caught a touchdown, though. Uh, all right, so Everett, John U. Smith, Chris Herndon, Tyler Higby, Jesse James, Dan Arnold, and Red Ellison. I'll read it again. Gerald Everett, John U. Smith, Chris Herndon, Higby, James, Arnold, and Ellison. I will go Herndon first, and then James is a clear second for me if Vance McDonald's out, and then Jonu. So would the plan then be to pick up Jesse James under the assumption that McDonald is out, and then if McDonald ends up playing, you cut Jesse James and you go back to the waiver wire for one of the other tight ends that we're and, talking and about? And one of these guys is going to be – like there's not going to be six tight ends picked up in your league this week. Exactly. Right? So that's why I think you can put in the claim for – James. I mean, I'd rather have Herndon than James, but if you don't get Herndon, James would be my second pick. Do you, you're worried at all about the Titans, uh, being the best statistically against tight ends this year? I don't think they've played any good tight ends, and I think t- versus tight end rankings are pretty wonky. Okay. Well, you're right that they, they've only faced two good tight ends. Here's, here's one of the things that I've learned about tight ends. They tend to step up in games where the running backs don't do much. And I think the Jets are going to have a hard time running the football. Certainly volume could be against them. And so that'll help. Herndon is, you know, short area target. 
that can replace the run game a little bit. Uh, any interest in Rhett Ellison, Dan Arnold, or even Matt Lacoste, who caught a touchdown last week and gets the Bengals this week? I'm intrigued by Dan Arnold, who is like a poor man's Jimmy Graham in that offense. Two deep targets, two end zone targets. Didn't play very much. That's a problem. But I, I, I think New Orleans is auditioning for number two receivers right now. And Arnold is in on it. Yeah, and Arnold is facing the Cowboys. They have been terrible against tight ends lately, including last week against the Redskins. Mm-hmm. All right, DSTs. So he, oh, he's, he's in that mix of guys you might turn to if you add Jesse James and then Vance McDonald plays, you cut him and you go and you get Dan and Arnold. So DSTs, there are a few that we like. Uh, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Saints maybe, the Packers. Your favorite is, is who is which one? Mine's Denver. Mine's Kansas City. Okay, let me just take a look at the schedule and see so I can ask you, would you start them over? Would you start them over? I would start Denver over everyone except for the Bears. Houston? You'd start them over Houston? I'd start them over everyone except for the Bears. They're my number two defense. I've got Broncos at eleven. I like uh I like the Chiefs better, the Seahawks better. The Saints I like better. Would you drop the Jaguars DST? Yeah. I would drop them for any the Chiefs, Seahawks, or Broncos, yes. I mean, you, you shouldn't feel good starting them against Indianapolis. Then they're at Tennessee. Maybe Week 15, Washington, you want to use them in that matchup? Maybe. I don't think the Dolphins are a terrible option this week. It's Buffalo? I guess not, but th- there are so many other DSTs that are available that they're low on the list. What about the Titans DST at the Jets? I like them. I love them. Yeah, so that that's one to pick up. Titans, Jets. What's their Giants, ownership? Seventy-one percent. Okay. Right. If they're out there, yes. Okay, uh, and then uh, IDP, Dave. IDPs. I don't have much at defensive line. Rodney Gunter for Arizona. Oh, I got a good defensive lineman. I'm I'm going to look it up for you. He's on my team, and I can't remember his name. Okay, check the ownership <laughs> percentage because that matters. But Gunter is literally available in every single league, so. Deeper IDP leagues, you'll like him. Linebacker is where it's at. Elijah Lee replaced Reuben Foster in San Francisco. Had a nice first game there. I think he'll continue to be uh, a good tackle guy there. Preston Smith with Washington. Uh, and then moving to defensive back, Eddie Jackson is still available in 80% of CBS Sports Leagues. He's been an unreal playmaker for Chicago. You should buy into him and Kyle Fuller in that secondary. Fuller is out there in 90% of leagues. Jordan Whitehead. Got an opportunity with Tampa Bay, and last week he took full advantage. A lot of tackles at safety. I like him a lot to finish the season as a starter in that secondary. And then it's a new day in Dallas. Go up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B.A., select start to get Xavier Woods on your team. He's been good the last four weeks for fantasy owners. WWE. Adam's looking at me with his head turned like this. No, why did you do the Contra code? If you know who Xavier Woods is, then okay. Uh, first of all, I apologize for my Hardy Nickerson call. I don't know what happened there, but um, well, he, he retired like twelve he, years. He ago. did not start and did not record a stat. I don't think uh, the Coach. defensive lineman Carl Nassib on Tampa Bay is sacking everyone. He's been great for like five weeks in a row. So um, Carl Nassib, N A S S I B, he is, and he's available in ninety-seven percent of leagues. So sure, yeah. All right, let me just see something real quick, because Heath and I talked a little trash on the radio show on Saturday night. 
because we are headed, we are on a collision course in the IDP league. Heath is still the high scorer in the IDP league. I am second. I am 46 points back and I'm coming for you. Okay. Two, two things since we do this random brag on our team thing. Uh, one to make both of us look stupid and then one to brag on my team. Okay. Have you seen my roster in the two QB league? No. It is absurd. It is the most absurd lineup you've ever seen. Are we on a collision course there as well? I, I, I'm the highest scoring team in that league as well. Um, I have Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, Antonio Brown, Tyree Kill, T.Y. Hilton, and Zach Ertz. Sounds like that's a team that you went zero RB on. I have the third most points, and Heath and I are both 10 and 2 leading our divisions. Alright. And then Heath. the one to make us feel stupid? A league that you've already been eliminated from the playoffs. In our Buffalo Wild Wings draft, my son clinched a bye this week. Nice. With this team that's just absurd because he drafted Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, and Tyreek Hill. He didn't take them out of his lineup this week, and he still won. <laughs> oh, man. Are you he sure? I don't, Mahomes. I don't think I've been eliminated from the playoffs. Okay. Which means I'm not eliminated in the play. How about this? I'm not eliminated from the playoffs in any leagues. I don't think. That's something. That's pretty impressive. One I don't believe ago, you. I'm telling you. It's true. All right. Uh, you're four and eight in that league. Yeah. If I, I might be eliminated from the playoffs, but there are two teams, <laughs> there are two teams that are five and seven that are in sixth place. So in the, I don't know what the points are, but in theory, if I win and they lose, I'm tied for six and it comes down to points. Everybody you cares about a heartbreaker. This, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to read emails for like two minutes. Go ahead. There's a guy in my infamous keeper league who was 11 and 0 with DeAndre Hopkins on his team going into last night needed eight points to tie, non PPR. He needed 80 yards from uh, Nuke to tie to at least keep his unbeaten streak alive, and Nuke fell short by six yards. He is now 11 and one. I just need to say this because it's therapeutic for me, um, and it's so late in the podcast. I know a lot of people aren't listening. I'm having my best year ever, and the Melvin Gordon injury is just going to throw it all down the drain. And it's actually been keeping me up. Like, I've been thinking about it so much. It's just You don't have Austin Eckler on all of those teams? I do, but he's not going to be. I have Austin Eckler on all of those teams, but he's not going to be Melvin Gordon. So you didn't have Melvin Gordon in the IDP league, right? No. Because that is the only league where I have Austin Eckler and not Melvin Gordon. That's another zero RB team where I have Marlon Mack and Austin Eckler as my starting running backs all year. Wow, oh, you wouldn't have Eckler if I had Gordon in that league because I made a point. Uh, all right, here's some emails from Joey. Dear John, Stephen, Clinton, and Alfred. Oh, I know them. Redskins running backs. Mm-hmm. Is it an overreaction in the standard scoring league to use Josh Adams over James White going forward? I want to trust White this week. I think, I think the Patriots are going to lean on him against Minnesota. It's a good Vikings run defense. They do have a little bit of trouble with guys who cross them. And and I think James White could be utilized quite a bit in the passing game. In a standard scoring league, I'll say no, it's not. All right, an email from TK. Should I drop Trey Burton for Alejandro Villanueva? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yes. Um, I'm kidding. No. From uh, From JJ, I need a win this week. I'm in the thick of the playoff hunt. 
I'm playing the third place team. He's got Fournette who is suspended. Should I use the second waiver wire priority on Yeldon or Hyde simply to block him from getting one of those guys? And he also has Lamar Miller who he could play instead of Yeldon or Hyde. I don't have a problem with this. I think it's a great idea to make this move and block your opponent from from using him. And if it's waivers in your league, then you can just cut Yeldon if you're not going to start him on Saturday and pick up somebody else that you want. Yeldon is who I would pick up. This is from Sierra Sasquatch. Dear Kevin, Gene, and Feldman. That's the bizarro Seinfeld. Uh, what's the deal with the Jacksonville DST? Can you trust them for the fantasy playoffs? I think we kind of uh, we ran no. through their yeah. schedule. Weeks 15 and 16, it's not bad. They've got Washington at home, and then they're at Miami. I I just think that they're totally underachieving, and they're probably a not going to care. B their offense is going to put them in some terrible situations if Cody Kessler is the quarterback. Okay, last thing here is from Brian in Florida. And he has an amazing team. He thanks us for it. But he has Mac, Carson, and Carrion Johnson. Do you think he can trust any of them down the stretch? Mac, Carson, and Carrion Johnson. Love Carson this week against San Francisco. So he'll be in there for sure. And when Carrion comes back, hopefully he will regain his role uh, as the lead dog in the Detroit run game. Well, we're out of here. Thank you to Dave and thank you to Heath and Jamie for uh, for the notes for today's show. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you on Wednesday with a super fun show. See you later. Na, 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 na. Yeah.